I feel like we maybe talked about this already as one of our business ventures, but we should really consider a subscription service for a bag of dicks because some people need to have it, you know, on a monthly basis. Hold on, but who's paying? Big question. Yeah, <laughs> it's complicated. I guess we'd our Patreon money would go towards it. Because <laughs> it would mean we'd have to have more bags of this. You we can, couldn't use yeah. the same one with multiple people. Right, it's not like a sticker. You you can right. help support us in funding, <laughs> sending giant bags of dicks to our enemies. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I was thinking about it is because I was reading something and Rachel Maddow was quoted in. I was like, mm, yeah, she has not received a bag of dicks in a while, and that's probably why she sucks so much. <laughs> Because she doesn't have anything to suck. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it doesn't even have to be a big bag. I'm thinking like no, a grocery bag. we different sizes. Well, yeah. Not like a Santa sack. No. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like a paper yeah, it's sack. a grocery bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. But a full one or a sandwich sack? You could do... You could have different subscription services and people could, people, the people that request, like we could send our own bag of dicks, but then other people could say like, oh, I want to get a subscription for this person. And they could choose like small, medium or large. And then we would just like liaise that process. The whole dick issue is also part of it. Like where are you going to get the dicks? Yeah. (laughs) We're going to harvest them. (laughs) We just got to make them in a lab. Yeah. 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 We can, oh my god, I just thought of where we could get them from. Oh my god, what are yeah. you gonna say? It's gonna be horrible. Yeah. 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 This shit feels like I won't ever make it home. Traffic's backed up, I got to get off of this road. Um, are you gonna tell me first? Yeah, I guess I could tell you first. All right, talk to me. But we need to introduce the goddamn show. I like like to introduce it late. Okay, go ahead. From St. Petersburg. And Brooklyn. This is She's in Russia. I'm Lily. And I'm Lily too. (laughs) Her both names, Lily. You're not. But, okay, yeah. And today we're talking, we're doing a current events episode because everybody don't loves call it that events. then everyone's, everyone's going to stop listening immediately you don't need to say what it is today we're doing one in which we talk okay. about it's like we're talking about two different things i'm going to talk about stuff on the american side because i live in america and i'm going to focus sorry predominantly on like russia gate bullshit and then like a few other articles that have been written Recently, in the past couple of days. And I'm going to... Lily, what are you going to I am on? just going to like share a random piece of news. Okay. From Russia. But Fun for the whole... I family. mean, it's not, ra- it's not random. It's just like, <clears throat> I'm not going <laughs> to... I guess I'm coming from the Russian side. It's a piece of news that like Americans don't know, don't know. or care about, probably. Unless you read this like, <laughs> We're gonna make one it. Bloomberg article. Um, <clears throat> okay. Okay. Oh, also, side note, NBC recently did, like, a little six-minute video segment about Yandex. Isn't that funny? And they were like, Google is the master of everybody across the world, but not in Russia. Why is that? It's this thing called Yandex. Oh, my God. Just, like, what it is? I thought they did something on, like, the scandal. 
the like Google Docs no. thing. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Well, no, it was literally it's just like an like, ad. With Yandex, yeah, it was. It was like with Yandex, you can email, you can listen to music. Also, I didn't know this, but Yandex Taxi, Taxi merged with Uber. <clears throat> yeah, they bought Uber. Well, they didn't. They didn't buy Uber. Well, they like acquired the Russian whatever. I'm, oh, I see. Like it's on like Uber is Uber under Yandex, I think, in that. Or maybe it's more of a merger. I don't know, but that's what people say. And wait, can you now, can you use Uber? Yeah, you can use Uber. You can only use Yandex. But it's like the general um, perception is that Uber has gotten shittier since being acquired. And Mm. I think, I mean, I was always using Yandex because Yandex, in my experience, was like cheaper usually. There's also Get. Those are the three main competitors. Get, yeah, I think Get is like Israeli or something. But... It was also funny because they were like, the end summary was like, well, they're also less likely to trust Google because it's a foreign company versus using their local business. I was like, Yandex is not a local oh business. I mean, it is, but it's like... Google, your local neighborhood It's business. like saying Google's a local business, sort yeah. of. I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah. It is. Ugh, why are people so bad at talking about foreign people? It's it's crazy. I know. It's it, crazy. It it's like... It's fine. Did you never travel? I don't even know. Okay, sorry. Well, because they don't think foreign people are people. Yeah, well, but that's fucked up. Well, obviously. They like, like to so have their so local <laughs> foods and their local <laughs> their, their search engines. Their culture. Their culture. Yeah. Folk their song. It's especially bad. It's, it's really bad in America. It's really bad. Because it's just for all the reasons that we know. But it's like that like immediate belittling of something foreign because, it's because they have like a history that they're connected with. And then, like, yeah, <laughs> like white Americans are just like, how cute! It's like it's so yeah. quaint, adorable. I know I, it's weird because it's like we're simultaneously definitely like the most national and ethnically nationally and ethnically diverse country, but we're also like one of the more isolated countries from other nationalities. Yeah. And so we have this like weird, confusing. We we like only understand ethnicities or nationalities as far as they interact and even that is like in america even that i'm sure there's i mean there is quite a lot of yeah it's like you only understand another culture if there's like a blank town in your city well if there's not a korea town then i just don't know how i could possibly understand them as a people the update on russiagate and buzzfeed news did you hear at all about this i don't you do I, did you give me any trigger to know? BuzzFeed News? No. BuzzFeed News, yeah. No. Okay. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Basically, BuzzFeed News, like a couple of days ago, published this article that apparently had been months in the works, um, in which they claimed that they had insight from two, like, federal law enforcement officials who are, like, working close with the Mueller team, Mueller team or whatever. And they stated that Trump had explicitly told his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress and say that this Trump Tower that he had plans to build in Moscow say that like the discussion around it had stopped before his presidential bid began. Um, It turns out one, it's not it's not true that they stopped. Like apparently there was discussions and like plans to build this tower all the way through the election, which is a mm-hmm. true fact. But 
this thing that BuzzFeed published, which was the quote unquote bombshell that like he had told Michael Cohen to lie, um, like immediately after the Mueller team came out and was like, we don't have any evidence that that's the case. So we're like rebutting it. Do you understand? No, I'm confused. BuzzFeed Wait, who was are like, the two people? Okay. Who are the sources? Okay. They uh, they didn't say it's anonymous, but BuzzFeed said like essentially we have information from Mueller's team that states that Trump told Cohen to lie about the schedule of this tower. But Mueller's team had said that, and then he BuzzFeed didn't. publishes the article, and then mm-hmm. Mueller's team is like, no, that's not true. Well, that's not officially true. That's why the sources are anonymous. Yeah, but I mean. That's how that works. They're not gonna like be like, yeah, true. Well, but they could say they them. could say nothing. Also, they could say nothing. They like, can refuse to comment. Right, like the fact that they're like, no, that's just not. That's not true. So that's who a the fuck? So, so that's like really bad for Buzzfeed. Yeah, obviously. I mean, Buzzfeed, but. BuzzFeed sucks. They were publish we know story. that. We know BuzzFeed sucks. I mean, remember they published the whole uh, Steele dossier. Remember that? The entire, in its entirety. Oh my God. Yeah. Where they're just like, here it is. Here it is, everybody. Feast your eyes. Yeah. And then, well, so yeah, BuzzFeed published this. And then, of course, like everybody on TV like came all over themselves immediately and was like, oh my God, this is bad, bad, bad before Mueller was like, no. And then after Mueller... But they were actually really happy. Yeah, of course. They were like, oh, oh like, my this is God. so bad. So yeah, everybody, and they love to be like, this is like the, wa- this is the next Watergate, how the president is like doing illegal things and we're going to get him impeached. You know, everybody like gets all razzed up. They're like, this is it, finally. Because they're like literally retarded and can't recognize a pattern. Um, Wait, what do you mean can't recognize a pattern? This happens every time. Like some article oh. comes out and everybody's like, yes, this is the one that gets him. <laughs> This will mean he's gonna get impeached for sure, and then really everybody either is like totally uninterested and doesn't care that he did that, or it's not true. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard to like Watergate. Yeah, Trump. No, you can't Watergate him and like stop pretending that it's even that era. It's like a completely different thing. It's not gonna work. I can wiretap him, and then that's what uh, I'm gonna do. <laughs> I've got to wiretap him, and then. A bunch of other publications like wrote basically no other like good publications were able to confirm anything that BuzzFeed said. And they were just like, if true, this means this. But they weren't like, this is true. And then. Um, well, who the fuck publishes anonymous sources that they don't that they're not sure about? That's weird. It's one thing to cite BuzzFeed. Well, but and also the they fuck? didn't reach out to Mueller's. So here, Jason Leopold, one of the article's co-writers, sent a heads-up email to Mr. Mueller's spokesman, Peter Carr, only several hours before publication. Okay? (laughs) Weird. In the exchange, which was first reported by the Washington Post, Mr. Leopold said that he was planning to report Michael quote, Michael Cohen was directed by President Trump himself to lie to Congress about his negotiations related to the Trump Trump Moscow project. Mm-hmm. The email did not mention that the article would also assert that Mr. Mueller had substantial evidence of the supposed presidential marching orders, i.e. telling Cohen to lie, a vital component that gave the story so much apparent heft. Did, but did, did Mueller even answer? Yeah. Um, so 
I don't know. Dear if, sir, please go flush your head in the toilet. I don't know what they responded in um, the email, but they responded like something very short, being like, no, this isn't true, basically. Um, I can find a quote for it in a second. And but then, who did, who who did who did they the Mueller team respond to to like other reporters or did BuzzFeed like I don't reached know. Out finally? I I think I don't know who they like. They might have just put it out on their website. I don't know what their website is or where they put it out. Hold on. No. Let me just pull it up real quick. Yeah. So the BuzzFeed article now has a caveat that says update the office of the special counsel Mueller Mueller. Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. Jesus. I don't know. Is we dis- don't know. I know. We don't know. Is disputing BuzzFeed's news report. Okay. Okay. And then this is what this guy Carr said, who was the one that got the email from BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed's description of specific statements to the special counsel's office and characterization of documents and testimony obtained by this office regarding Michael Cohen's congressional testimony are not accurate. Basically, everybody's like, oh, it's not true. After everybody on TV was all excited, and then... They're like, can't you just pretend it's true, Mueller? And then Ben Smith, who is the BuzzFeed news editor, and I also want to say he's the CEO of BuzzFeed, but maybe I'm mistaken, um, and also the one that decided to publish the dossier, was like, we are confident that our reporting will stand up. Even after the special counsel statement on Friday night, Rachel Maddow of MSNBC speculated that it wasn't a true denial. During an interview with Mr. Smith, she asked, do you have any concern that this statement from the special counsel's office might be an effort to dissuade you and dissuade your reporters from pursuing this, even if it is accurate, either because it interferes with the special counsel's investigation in some way, or it is otherwise too uncomfortable for the Justice Department? What the fuck is wrong yeah. with that person? I don't know. She's a psycho. First of all, they said they said the documents or like the things that were implied. What was the language? It was a little confusing. Are inaccurate. Yeah, I mean they weren't like super clear. They were just like, no, this is wrong. It's inaccurate what you're saying. But they said the the sources basically, right? Like the uh, understanding of the documents. Description so it's like of specific statements and characterization of documents and te- testimony obtained by this office regarding Michael Cohen's are not accurate. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you have to imagine that BuzzFeed, obviously they don't want to look like idiots, but they did hopefully do some, you know, work in confirming, verifying. like, yeah. verifying, like, why do they think these sources are trustworthy and what were they even, like, what are their sources? So it could just be, like, sort of, yeah, like a uh, security issue where the characterization of the documents is inaccurate, but, like because they haven't finished investigating or something, you know? They're, like, not sure. Yeah, it's just, like, when BuzzFeed fucks up like this, it just seems, I don't know, like, really obvious that they're BuzzFeed. They come from a company that is all about getting clicks. That's, like, literally bottom line what they care about. Like, BuzzFeed, the main site, is still utter trash. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, wait, is BuzzFeed, like, still just complete trash? And I went on there, and it (laughs) is. Like, they don't write detailed articles at all. It's still (laughs) all listicles and, like, collections of tweets, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I... They're definitely trying to, like, rebrand a little bit with BuzzFeed News. But, yeah, you have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. And they did... I think the dossier thing kind of gave them this weird, like... 
it gave them some social capital or something, some like legitimacy because they were like, you know, let's just keep the documents to the people, like what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like they're they're like they're WikiLeaks or something. Yeah, it's like you have you're supposed to write about that, yeah. like, not just like poop it out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like WikiLeaks, you're not WikiLeaks, okay? Yeah. So, but and then the one other thing I read was the reason I went into RussiaGate is because I was reading like an evaluation of what Trump's policy on Russia is, which is basically just like his it, he's oh, at odds right. with his administration. Like his administration is plodding along just as they always have under any president, for example to quote our dear, dear friend, Michael A. McFall. He said, on balance, I actually support the Trump administration policy towards Russia mostly. That's the policy. The problem is I don't see any evidence that President Trump supports that policy. On the contrary, <laughs> he seems to take the exact opposite view, which like, yeah, rhetorically, I guess he does. But he's also like he chose to give weapons to Ukraine and... He's pulling what, out of what, Syria. What is the policy? It's like a whole set of policies. Yeah, a whole set of policies, like what you do about where to fight the, the proxy wars. Yeah, yeah, which country <laughs> it's going to be this year. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And then there was just one other quote from this article that it's not important, but it's um just crazy to me that somebody who... Okay, so this guy is... <laughs> named Steven Sistanovich, and he was an ambassador to the former Soviet republics in the 1990s, and this is his contribution to this article. The big problem with Trump's policy is that it doesn't add up. If you have a policy that doesn't add up, you won't win support for it. And if nobody supports it, how tough can it really be? So basically... <laughs> Basically, anyone can be a diplomat. Yeah, no, I do feel like that sometimes. He's like, listen, if a policy isn't a policy, then it's not a policy. And if it's not a policy, then it's not tough enough to be a policy. Am I and right? That's what I said. Am I right? And they're like, yes, sir. You're hired. I know. It's also definitely like the sound of somebody who's been retired for like 15 years and hasn't yeah. read any new information since they retired. Yeah, like tough. Like, what is a tough, what does that mean? I guess in the case of the U.S. and Russia, like, tough policies are just, like, sanctioning a lot. No, no, he didn't say tough. Oh, yeah, how tough can it really be? Yeah. Like, what yeah. is that? Why is that the measure? Like, why is that the first <laughs> metric? It's like, toughness. Do you mean, like, good? Because he, like, was still, like, living in the Soviet Union. Like, the Soviet Republic was over, but he... He was got to really, you got to hold Eastern Europe by the balls. <laughs> you got to gotta really, you got to grip them. a little bit. You know, vice grip, and you got to just tell those, those freedom-hating. <laughs> yeah, especially with those sheep. satellite states, because they just don't know what they're doing after the motherland is gone. They could go but any they, which way. Communist. Oh, but they smell freedom. <laughs> you got to show freedom. them democracy with your top policy. Keep them in the fold. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that um yeah oh nice speaking little segue. of soviet states is a good segue yeah okay so to transition i was gonna talk a little bit about a lovely relationship between russia and Belarus, former soviet state called belarus not called belarusia <laughs> and <laughs> basically like yeah, this whole dynamic of like which fold you're in, the fold of Russia or the fold of the West, mm. uh, is sort of there's been it's been playing out at least in in rumors and like political analysis or 
people pretending they're doing political analysis <laughs> recently, mm-hmm. the past month or so. The rumor, the like, rumor that sparked up basically is Putin trying to enfold Belarus into the Russian Federation, or are they, like, there were other couple of theories, like, or are they plotting together to sort of, like, form a... Well, they actually currently... Do you know the sort of, like, geopolitics of their situation? They're, like, union? Do you know about that? No. They're in a union. Just the two of them? Civil union. <laughs> yeah. It's been since... Well, they signed it in 97, and then there's, like, a n- newer version from 99. And it's just basically, like... It's its own union or federation of the two states, the Russian Federation and Belarus. And they share a currency. They share some like symbolic stuff too, like flags and stuff, but they also have like their own. They share a currency? Yeah, like it's oh. the Belarusian ruble, but it's mm. like. Is it? And then the biggest thing is like these trade terms where there's basically open borders and um, for forever, like Russia sells. Uh, oil to Belarus with like duty free, without taxes. <laughs> duty free. Um, <laughs> All right. And and also it's like the way that always like panned out in my experience was that friends of mine, um, like Nastya goes there a lot, and you don't have to have a uh, visa or anything. It's like it's an open border mm-hmm. also for travel. So that's the situation. But then recently all these like rumors are flurrying and flying because for some reason uh Putin and our man Lukashenko um he's not <laughs> our man to clarify <laughs> he's my man started like for some reason had a a, ser- a series of meetings just a lot of meetings in the past month they had three this was kind of ap- I don't know if this was because of the meetings or during the meetings but Putin changed the or the Russian government decided to change the oil trade terms. Okay. So now Belarus is set to like lose a lot of money because they're going to have to pay. I see. Um, Why did he do that? Do you know? I think because Russia's like needs they're needs you the know dinero. struggling a little bit and they're like I can't we can't like give away stuff anymore. <laughs> the things I was reading was saying that Belarus's economic situation is really bad and they're in debt and a lot of like basically like, this will have a, a huge effect on their economy. It's hard for me to sort of understand like the cause and effect here. Like there's the oil situation, what caused the rumor of like, maybe they're making some kind of, maybe Putin's making some kind of like aggressive deal on top of that. Mm-hmm. But like, there's nothing like aggressive in their relationship. Their relationship, has, their diplomatic relationship has always been really like friendly. Does it, you know? I thought, doesn't brotherly. Russia do some sort of military exercise in Belarus? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Like, I feel like they, like, do that stuff together. Mm. They, like, share symbols, and they're, they're allies. I mean, they, they, it's, it's an important political ally, and that's something that you'll hear from, like, detractors and non-detractors is basically just, like, at this point, Belarus and, like, Lukashenko is one of, one of the only leaders who's, like, stalwartly... Pro-Putin. In that area of the world with Putin. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. the Middle East is, like, another place right now, but he needs that support. Duh. Yeah, that's true. So, wait, so what is the what is the resolution of the... Um, well, okay, so the re- I don't know what the resolution is, but people are, like, this is being reported on right now, and the, the one extreme side is, like, what I read in a Bloomberg op-ed, 
in English. Feel free to read it. It's not good. Um, which is like, who wrote it actually? Leonid Bershitsky. He's he's he writes like a stalwart anti-Putinist, which mm. is just like, you know, uses certain language like the dictator and like that stuff. Yeah. And so his theory, his opinion piece, it's an opinion piece, is about that regardless of the oil situation and all the meetings and stuff, like what's really going on is that Putin is attempting to position himself as like in that union of the two nations, like they can technically have a leader of that union and it mm. can be someone who's like, it could potentially be rather, so it could potentially be one of them, but not the president. So that when Putin retires, as in like <laughs> when he has to not be president anymore, he could have a position of leadership. Oh, and, it, and it would be this uh, like union president. And then there's like, the other thing is, though, so the official line is that Lukashenko has like openly said, you know, we're not like another Crimea. We're not, you know, we're not going to be part of Russia. So this is sort of separate narrative, right? Not that of Putin being like the head of the two of them, but just the concept of Russia like engulfing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no. And, you know, like Lavrov is also like, that's stupid. Nobody wants to do that. And it would be like annoying and expensive. <laughs> Too much um, work. And th there is this sort of like idea of like taking on Belarus would be like, like Russia already is taking on Belarus because they're already giving them all these breaks and like supporting them and paying for things. And it's like, it's like this leftover kind of dependent relationship. I, at least that's how it's interpreted, I think, a lot. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, I just, I feel like it was just, like, seeing headlines about the two of them a lot, I guess, because they were meeting a lot, and then all these, like, rumors were flying, and everyone was like, no, we're not Crimea, whatever, and then um, a couple of things happened. This is not, like, causally related, but it's just a great tidbit, which is that, I guess, during their last meeting, uh, it was near New Year's, and Lukashenko, can you guess what he gave Putin as a New Year's present? Oh, wait, I think I saw this. Potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But potatoes and like four giant bags of potatoes and salo, which is like uh, that pork yeah, stuff. Yeah. Mm. And he gave him like the potatoes. It's like there's this video where he is describing. Was that a neg? I was also like, yeah, what's the deal here? But let me just, you might as well see the video because it's like, it's just like really unbelievable. Just watch it. Lukashenko is like describing that there are different types of potatoes. Oh. They're like, he's like, this one is for, for mashed potatoes, this one's for um, draniki, which are like those dumpling things, like pierogi. Okay. And he's like, and these, these are mine. Like from my garden, <laughs> what is what would you mean by negging? Just like wh what is like is he trying to disrespect him, or it's like a fun thing <sighs> between them, or it's genuine? Okay, Belarus is known like it's like making fun of yourself if it's making fun of anyone. Belarus is like the first association with Belarus is potato. How would that be offensive to Putin? Like you are like a peasant. <laughs> well, it's just like imagine if you went to visit a very famous person and you brought them a bag of potatoes <laughs> yeah but they're both famous and they're like friends yeah yeah and they're from countries that like 
are into potatoes. One of which is known for potatoes. Yeah, I guess like a a governor from Idaho would definitely bring potatoes to somebody. Yeah, it's like a down-homey gesture. It's like, imagine if whatever the stereotypical food is from a certain country. I mean, but did you see the like bear hug? Yeah. It's just like so funny and like brotherly. I don't know. But Lukashenko is like not a good person, right? Like dictator a little bit. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, but like, is he worse than? I don't know I how much like so. worse he is as a person than Putin. Well, as like on an interpersonal basis, but yeah, Poli- I mean politically known- as a person. A that's person. definitely he's his sexy. because because he's been in power for a really long time, and like that's that's what happens. The narrative about him. Yeah, usual dictatorship. I think it. Yeah, like the closed off closing or control of information um, outlets and like being in power for a long time, controlling elections to a certain extent, like these are, yeah, I guess like tactics of a dictator, but I mean, well, you don't have to be scared about calling him a dictator. I'm not scared of He's calling him a dictator. I'm, just saying, I, I'm not scared at all. What no, do you mean? But you're like, you're being resistant to the idea that this person is a dictator. But he could just be a dictator. No, I'm being resistant to the idea that, like, what you you brought up, which is, like, but isn't he, like, really bad? Like, you're sort of thinking he's, like, worse than Putin. You think he's, like, committed crimes against humanity. And, like, it's possible that he is more just, like, restricting freedom but not committing crimes against humanity. I don't know. Well, you know, you have to, you have to commit. You have to do fucked up shit to restrict freedom, though. Like, arresting political prisoners is arresting like political adversaries is fucked up faking elections is fucked up but yeah you're right it's not the same as having like roving bands of child soldiers and like or killing your people or yeah yeah other like brutal things that dictators do like mass genocides and stuff yeah so these are different things but it's clear the dictator like pr what dictator light yeah, but I mean, I don't even know. I'm not, I'm not trying to defend him because I just don't know, like, what he's actually done. But I, what I'm trying to say is, like, I think that he, because he has this bad reputation of having been in power for so long, of being, like, the last Soviet dictator or whatever, to be standing in Europe, it's clear that that, like, PR image has worked really well because even if you, you don't, you didn't know about him either, and that's just, like, what you assume that he's worse than someone like Putin who has also done all of those things. Just yeah. to a different extent. Pooty. There was one last part of this that, like, got a lot of... This is the last thing. It's not... We got really sidetracked by the potatoes, but that wasn't, like... That didn't... That, didn't, um, that was just funny. There was also this, like, thing, basically, uh, in the dynamics between Belarus and Russia, which is that there was, like, an incident recently when someone who appeared to be appeared to be a Russian man in the metro in Minsk, in Belarus, um, wearing a, like a traditional Cossack hat. And there's a person who is apparently a Belarusian guy filming the Russian guy and like yelling at him and being like anti-Russian. Mm. And the Russian guy's like maybe drunk or something and he like kicks, kicks him. I mean, it's like not really clear what's going on to me, but he's, it's clearly, the sentiment is clearly anti-Russian. The video gets like, immediately picked up by Russian media, and they're like, look how the Russians are being persecuted. Like, similar narrative to Ukraine, uh-huh. which is like, look how the Russians are being persecuted in this place. Like, this is horrible. And Lukashenko, because of that incident, he, like, gave a statement 
first of all, like the media picked up on that right away and like they wanted a reason to to get upset about something, but actually those were just two Belarusians. It's like, okay, you just decided that. And then he goes on to this like more sort of like philosophical level and he gives this little speech about like people will try to make us be in conflict, like the people of Russia and the people of Belarus, like forces will try to to make us hate each other but like we'll never actually come into conflict with each other and then he says this like phrase that ends up getting really quoted and like memed and stuff which he's like he's like we ourselves are russian and and not only he's like i'm not only talking about russians in the ethnic sense but like he uses the larger word the word like russian citizen okay and he's like we ourselves are russians but then when he says we ourselves are russians he goes back to the, like the word that means more the people and he's like we ourselves are russians belarus is russian with like mark of quality or like a seal of quality (laughs) do do you know how to i don't wait before you interpret that i don't know how to i think i'm translating it wrong because it's like he means like not that they're better than russian but that they're like real like they have the label oh like a seal of approval or something like yeah a, but like it's quality stamp of authentication like a yeah no i didn't know what you mean like what you would have on like a cheese that's like raw certified or something like that yeah or certified like maybe Russian. wine okay that's like from that that's like the particular uh, whatever that label is it's like we're belarus is russian with like yeah stamp of a of authentication Authentication. Authentication. Yeah. I don't want to say quality because that is the word, but then it sounds like they're saying just we're the better version. Yeah. <laughs> but we're he, I wish it was that. Yeah. And then yeah, and then he like gets sort of more into warning people and being like, it's very dangerous to try to like disrupt this. And like he's basically saying like what is happening in Ukraine would never happen to us and like that's impossible and also it's dangerous to even talk about to try to he's like warning the people of the russian media who who um picked up on that like one incident and you know got everyone riled up about it Then, yeah, that is the episode. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Where Lily. Um, Telegram and Twitter at She's in Russia. And support us at patreon.com slash she's in Russia. Contribute monthly to our bag of dick subscription service yeah and like all the other things we need to do mm-hmm. yeah and sign up for our monthly image newsletter. okay and next week we'll be back to talk to you about the soviet cafeteria oh yeah it's true it's weird when we do it out of order yeah creepy <laughs> Okay, goodbye.
Don't worry, everybody. I still got my tits. Yeah, we both got our tits. We both got our tits. Tits out for <laughs> Tuesday, which is today. 